0: salutations everybody it is maddie here today and welcome to episode 316 of the Ham radio podcast
1: i'm dustin with last and media what's up maddie
0: feeling pretty good i like this episode number because i was thinking of a uh, stone cold steve austin the oh. uh, austin 316
1: and uh um... no not uh not jesus christ the you oh. know, john 316 of, of course you, no. No, I,
0: no i know what you mean though. professional wrestling yeah <laughs> so we got ham 316 right. today we hope oh all shit of our, all of our listeners are doing well uh i'm doing all right i got some and answered your question some mosquito bites on the inside of my bicep so i'm a little Woo. itchy today it's funny i was outside for like all five seconds walking my dog and that's all it took today Dude, so they get you
1: that's all it takes depending on what time what time of day either morning or like when it starts getting dark around here and it you can get bit up yeah. instantly especially this now of year. yeah it's bad Maddie, I have a, a casual story to start the pod. You of made course. me think of this we last love this. night. You made me think of this because it was like starting to get dark out, which was the perfect time to walk the dog. Because we don't like take frisking out, frisk out in the midday because it's hot out. Their little feet, mm-hmm. you know, you don't mm-hmm. want to burn their feet on the the cement and stuff. So we're taking this the dog on a walk, and there's a a parking garage relatively close to my house, attached to a hospital, and. I look, and there's a girl at the very top of the parking garage. And there's, like, these, like, um some kind of support thing that, like, protrudes out over the edge. Oh, no. And this girl is standing on top of it. Oh, boy. And there's these other dudes there, and she's, like, taking a selfie or whatever. No. Like, oh, it's, and Holly it's is, like, up. oh, my. I was, like, Holly was, like, oh, my God, Dustin, you got to do something. I was, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, <laughs> I, I was. And they're, then they're like, hey, like, trying to get our attention. It's like, oh, my God. Like, I like, oh. I don't know if this is the sign of becoming, like, a real adult, but I was like, oh, my God, these kids are going to kill themselves. Like, this was a, a maybe not a kid, but she had to have been at least 16 plus, maybe mm. 16, 20-ish. Like, she looked like... Old enough to know that you shouldn't stand on the fucking top of a parking garage yeah. on a support beam hanging over the edge. So anyway, I, I, I didn't call the cops, but I did call the hospital and talk <laughs> to their security. I'm like, hey, there's this girl that looks like she's a... I literally said to the guard, I was like, there's a c- couple of people acting like morons on the top of the, <laughs> on the top of the garage. I don't want them to die. So I just would recommend, you know, you might want to check that out. He's like, mm. oh, yeah, I see him now. They're not supposed to be there. Thank you. <laughs> You know what I'm but saying? Now, Maddie, I guess to have, were you ever a, a daredevil type growing up? Because I never was. Like I would have I would never do something like that. Even um, at my stupidest.
0: Incident, most stupid. Incidentally. At times. A little bit. Which I know is probably hard to believe now given my more tame nature online. <laughs> sure. But uh yeah, like I, I think of Moments where, you know, you're in you middle school and you're egging houses, ding dong ditch. That's oh. not daredevil shit. But it's more so yeah. the daredevil shit came in when we ding dong ditched the wrong house and this dude got so pissed, he almost ran us over with his car. Like I remember we 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 Holy rang shit. his doorbell and no one answered, right? And so we were like, ah, you know, failed attempt at pranking someone. So we're walking down this road that had like it was really dark and it had a bend right. to it and there were some woods off to the right. And I hear it's like the Like the beep, beep, like someone opened their car and everyone's like walking around just casual as hell. And in my head, I connected the dots. I'm like, wait, that's got to be the guy that we just pranked. There's no doubt in my mind. And I'm glad I felt that intuition. I said, yo, he's coming. Like, we got to go. They're like, no, I'm like, like, seriously, we got to run. So we start running and then this guy is speeding and he bends around the corner. I'm telling you, if we did not run like that, dead, 100%. Wow, we dove into the woods. It was pretty action-packed. So where the daredevil stuff comes in is now this guy's driving all over trying to find us and it was like this Metal Gear solid stealth level. We were literally crawling through backyards like prone crawling, dude. It was incredible. It's one of my favorite memories, but that's not really uh risky like I'm jumping off a cliff or something. I was never into sure. that shit, you know. But I, I was yeah. a, I was a troublemaker. It would probably be the better term growing up. I I loved to, to stir the pot a little bit. If I'm, if I'm honest, but, um, I, I fortunately shook that off over time.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've, I've always been, I don't know. I guess you could say I'm a scaredy cat or something. I've never been, been like that. And I was a pretty, I don't want to say I was goody two shoes, but I didn't, I didn't cause trouble in school. The one thing I I, did do, (laughs) oh, Maddie, Maddie, were you the kid that like, people were like, oh my God, Maddie. No, no, no. I was never that
0: bad. I think I would say I was generally liked at school. Like I I think I didn't, I was not like the guy who really annoyed you because he was such a prick or he was like a a real Mm -hmm. problem starter, you know, good ribbing, all that stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, like, Mm -hmm. like there was this kid who was like a douche in my class and you know, I'd be walking down the, uh, the lane of desks. And I remember one time I took a dive and I like knocked over a desk and I was like, "Yo, this guy just tripped me." And The teacher threw the kid <laughs> out.
1: <laughs> and All right, I got, dude, and the
0: guy was like, Are you "Fucking kidding me!" And it was just like one of those things where, um, yeah, that's the type of stuff I did. I would, I would dude. To people.
1: The only, I really again, it's I can't even consider this in the same realm. But I never got in trouble. But one time there was this math teacher I really, really didn't like because she was very rude to the class for no reason. I can't stand that. Like. Don't, you know, a mean teacher that's mean, you better have a reason. And mm-hmm. sometimes they do. The The class is bad. This lady was just mean for no reason. Mm-hmm. She assigned a word search in geometry class as that you could get bonus credit for. A fucking word search makes no sense at all. And I was like, I was in ninth grade. I was in ninth or tenth grade. I was like, this is so stupid. I don't like this lady. And so <laughs> I... I circled the entire word search and handed it in. Wow. And then she was like, Dustin, what is this? I'm like, I was like, well, all the words are in there. Uh (laughs) And then
0: she just. That's a galaxy brain. Yeah. She ripped it
1: in half. I didn't. She didn't, you know, cause any trouble. I was well behaved. And I think that she knew that the the assignment was stupid, but I didn't get the bonus points.
0: (laughs) Well, I was going to say, I would assume you did not. That was going to be my next question. (laughs)
1: Anyway. anyway, Maddie, video yeah.
0: games. Video games. Let's talk about video them. Games. Before we do that, though, I just want to remind everyone of uh, last week's announcement. Um, our, someone in the audience came up with a better way to probably have labeled it. So I do want to run with that a little bit where they said, oh, I'm looking forward to like a ham 2.0. That's kind of what this new rendition we're transitioning into is going to be. It's still going to keep a lot of the DNA of ham, but it's going to be like a new take on it. Uh, Starting at episode one. For those who didn't hear, um, the idea is um, in a SparkNotes version here um, that we want to do Ham Radio Live. So it'll be myself and another co-host. We'll be getting together and we'll go into Discord and we'll get some of the audience to call in. We'll also read write-ins via super chats or patron questions like we do now. Um, And make it a show based around interactions. One thing I did want to clarify, though, is some people are like, oh, I like the general news nature of this show. I like the structure of it. A lot of that's going to be retained. Like We're still going to hit the highlights of the week like we do in this show. Um, None of that is going away. It's just a fresh take to get some new thoughts, ideas on the table um, and get the audience more involved. Because my favorite section of this show is the patron questions. It seems to be the one that most of the comments and replies are attracted to. So I want to build a show around that. Also, because this is such a super saturated space that my mindset is it's time to do something new and different. Um, and take a risk with some live call-ins and, and get some more people involved and um, change up the nature of how podcasts are done in gaming because they're, they're all pretty similar. So we're going to we're gonna take that leap of faith. It's a little scary uh, just because I know some people will, will, will move on in the transition, but um, I also trust that uh, people will find something they really like and it'll be easier for me to manage in all fairness. So there's that bonus there. But beyond that, um, that's what's happening in just a couple of weeks now. Next week... We will not be doing ham radio because uh, it's the last stand media meetup weekend where we're doing some really fun stuff. Um, I'm going to be leaving Friday morning to meet up with Dustin and all the other last stand boys and girls. And um, so that will be pretty much a scratch day in the terms of any recording we can do. And given that we're going to be really jam packed earlier in the week, you know, cause I have to pre- prepare content. So does Dustin. So does everyone. Um, we're just not going to have time to record. So, The following week will be episode 317, and that will be our final episode of the Ham Radio podcast, as you know it. Um, To make things clear, I did have a more ceremonious final episode idea in mind. Um, And just to be fully transparent, it would have involved Noah and Lone kind of starting it uh, or ending it, sorry, how it began. Uh, But Lone was not allowed to do it, so I didn't feel comfortable doing one without the other. And it sort of started to leave this feeling of, you know what, like, I, I like I don't want to have someone be left out in the history of him, and so I think I'm just going to run mostly a standard episode with a lot more feedback uh, from the patrons and, and, and write-ins, and we'll just make it a little more enjoyable, so to say. And
1: a an, uh, nude reveal of, of Maddie's. Sure. Why that's not? kind of the. That's like the big celebrate. Yeah. The last final thing Give Maddie will to stick around for, Right.
0: That's important. Completely naked. Yeah.
1: Fuck YouTube. Yeah. It's happening.
0: <laughs> Throwing it all away. I need some people to stick around for Ham Live. They know what they're getting. That that's that's what it's going to be. So we hope that uh, you all enjoy and look forward to that. And Dustin, let's talk video games. Let's do it. So main bit of news this week was Gamescom. This was uh, the, yes. the, big, the big show between Xbox and Jeff Keighley. I have a list of pretty much every reveal and announcement that was there, but I want to dish it to you and just kind of shoot from the hip here. What's caught your eye the most this week out of all the less announcements, more so like reveals and uh, gameplay trailers, all that we saw. Has, has anything in particular grasped you?
1: No, wow. <laughs> no. I mean, wow. not I. there's nothing really, I think, that I'm extremely excited for. I mean, there wasn't really a lot of announcements, per se. Right. Like, is it fair to say the biggest announcement of something we didn't know about before is Saints Row?
0: Yeah, probably. Out of everything, that's like a popular brand. I mean, you're, you're thinking you're, you're forgetting Doke V
1: oh right yeah what what was up with that game man? that was something i don't know man but
0: that shit looked kind of like it, i was saying it looked like everybody's golf on an art style front but then it was like pokemon and very i don't know what man that game was an an acid trip almost but yeah i, I kind of if the frame rate's better i kind of want to play it
1: sure yeah it uh i think what my chat was saying was like okay the music's weird uh, 'cause it's like you know k pop mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. stuff not just like normal like not like b t s like this was like a little more kiddish cartoonish yeah. k pop it was there was it was unique how about that <laughs> but when you're they're like dude, pay attention to what's actually happening it actually looks awesome. And I'm like, you know what you're actually right it is <laughs> again, like you said, Trip. I don't know what's going on with that game, but it, i I'm intrigued.
0: Enough yeah, they to deep it. Skateboarding, rollerblading, you had like paragliding. It, it, I don't know what the idea of this game is, but I was wholeheartedly intrigued by it. Not like a game of the show, because it looked really rough at times, but I think people who were quick to judge it might be missing out on something. It looked it looked really neat to me.
1: Maddie, I need to talk about Halo because I didn't get to talk about Halo on Sacred. And I know you talked about Halo on Duke.
0: Oh yeah, we talked about Halo. One of our longest but, uh, episodes. Apologies for that, by the way. But um, my goodness, did we talk about Halo? Yeah. What are your What are your thoughts on what we saw for the release date, the trailers, and some updated comments afterwards on why there weren't any? There wasn't any campaign gameplay. They said that it was because that they want to make sure it's polished before they show it again. Which
1: a little bit of head uh, uh, It's It's September. Mm-hmm. Like, the, it should be. I Maddie. I agree. Dustin,
0: there. Even today, they were they, <laughs> they were showing, they were saying that like the way uh, uh, multiplayer progression is going to work is through uh, challenges only that are connected to the battle pass. There's no like match XP. There's no career rankings, none of that. And uh, you know, admittedly, n- once again, this is a situation with Halo Infinite where it's got a leg to stand on. It's like, oh, it's not a deal breaker, but they're saying it's not at launch. That was the the words of one of their community managers, not XP and leveling up won't be there at launch. And I'm like, oh my God. So the only progression is completing challenges that are tied directly to the battle pass. I'm going to keep an open mind, but to my point that you were touching on just there, it's a bit of a red flag in my opinion. I know some people are going to call me extreme, but like, if this was any other series that did not have this level of importance, I think we would be a lot more concerned. Sorry. I interrupted you
1: though. These are your halo thoughts. Go on. I feel like this game, I mean, it's just red flag after red flag after red flag after red flag. It's a roller coaster. But it's difficult because everyone played the beta, the the preview, loved it. It was great. And I'm not trying to undercut that experience, but that can be a good experience at the same time as these red flags existing. Mm -hmm. This game is coming out basically at the absolute last possible time. That it can. Yeah, within 2021, for sure. It's coming out, what is it, December 8th? Yep. So it's coming out within the first two weeks of December. I don't think it's really possible to release a game any later than that, so close to if you want it to be a holiday game, right? Like, it would just be stupid to release it after that. I'm sure someone will be like, well, this game released at the third week or whatever. It's like, no, you know what I mean. You got to give people time. Like, if someone goes out shopping and between December 10th and 24th that that game or that console or whatever is on the shelf or whatever so
0: it's going to be a surprisingly busy december when you look at that and dying light too this one i'm looking right. forward to if you're an Xbox fan, you got stuff like the Gunk and Shredders coming to Game Pass Day One though that month. Um, it's funny to see the industry really fill out the calendar. And you think of something like Smash Bros Ultimate. I'm really not concerned on how this game's going to sell because, um, for example, Smash is a game that that continues to do extremely well and is still very relevant, um, even though it released years ago and it released in December. Granted, Smash is a bit of an anomaly. You know, it's strong enough to do that. But I think Halo is a strong enough brand to do so. But I don't. I'm with you on the idea that this this game is a roller coaster. Um, because I don't know what the the conversation would be like if that technical preview wasn't so encouraging because it plays well. But even then, I feel like there is a fair caveat in the conversation of, hey, we only at least this is what I've been saying. I haven't seen many others saying it. I'm not stating I own this perspective, but. I don't see it often where it was fun mechanically, but you were playing bots in 4v4 matches. We haven't extensively tested the PvP. We're going to eventually see big team battle. I think that'll be the next technical preview, but we don't know what that's going to be like. We don't know how some of the balancing will play out. Um, I think there's other things that just you couldn't have seen. It's no one's fault. You just could not have seen in a three-map 4v4 bots-only lobby. Um, There's stuff that just player interactivity shines a light on. And while they did unlock PVP very late into it, it wasn't long enough for us to get a really strong look at what that was like. So um, I just think, yeah, if that wasn't there, it would be a much different conversation. Um, It shows that I think on a gameplay level, it should be a fun game, should feel good. Uh, But there's just these elements around like now we're talking about the concerns of progression, I feel like the next look at the campaign should be encouraging. You'd hope so. Um, You'd hope. After over a year. I understand their patience on one front, right? The last time they showed the campaign is what kick-started all of this, right? This, like, oh, my God, what is wrong with this game? I didn't think it looked that bad. Um, but now with, like, co-op being gone, Forge being gone, I feel like I thought the people who were overreacting going, this game's not going to be ready at all, may have actually kind of been right. So... It's it's been interesting because if you catch me one week, like all they all it takes is one good bit of news for for people to swing the other way because it's been that mm-hmm. back and forth, right? Yeah. yeah,
1: it's um, it's unfortunate. I want again. I feel like I always have to reiterate this. I want this game to be so good. I'm playing through all the Halo games right now. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm I message loving you it
0: on Discord. I see it. You're playing it.
1: Yeah, I'm, you know I'm almost done with Halo Three now and. Nice. It's been such so good going back and remembering how good these games are, and I just desperately want this. I want I want Halo to be back. So, which by the way, I pre-ordered the Halo Series X. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, you got it! Wow. Well, Dustin, you got a pre-order touch. You managed to get in there and, (laughs) and 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 seemingly like you'll you'll DM me like. Got an extra console. If you want, like, the Switch OLED, you were like, mm, yeah, got that. You set me up with my Series X. I mean, well, I technically you uh, set me up with my PlayStation 5 as well, now that I think about it. Did I? Yeah, you, you gave me the
1: Amazon link for it. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. That is right, yeah. I was going to say, Maddie, are you interested in this Halo Series X? I don't I, – I know
0: this is going to sound like I'm a, a little white knight. I'm on my soapbox. I almost don't feel comfortable Because, and and the fair counterpoint to this, I'll mention in a sec, but I almost don't feel comfortable because I got one and they're already so hard to get (laughs) that my mindset Mm -hmm. is like, let someone else get that pre-order. And so, on the other side, though, I can literally take my current Series X, wipe it and sell it, and that's Mm -hmm. it. I just have the limited edition one sitting there. Now, Dustin, that's a pain in the ass.
1: I kind of don't want to do that.
0: So, there's also that involved, but... I would – I kind of want to. It's a good – here's the thing, right? It doesn't – it is a Halo console, but it doesn't – as far as I saw, it doesn't have Halo written on it. Like it's – No. Yeah, like the design of it, it's one of my favorites in the terms of – as I've looked at it more and more of limited edition because it doesn't – it's like – it doesn't stick the brand all over it, right? Like you can tell it's Halo, but if you don't know it's Halo, it doesn't stick out like a
1: sore thumb. It's just a cool-looking console. You know what I mean? Right. Well, if you want this pre-order, you can think about it because I'll give it to you. Because my intention, mm. fuck, I was, was to I'd pre-order not... <laughs> it. I, I I pre-ordered it because I thought I someone I know will want this, and I would rather help someone I know get it than hmm. uh than have a, a scalper or a bot. It. You don't have to think. You don't have to decide right now. I'm, think I'm, about gotta,
0: it. I, like I gotta ask though, and I gotta put it out there so maybe the audience could say something. Dustin, am I like doing my job poorly if I don't unbox this console or something? Like if I'm not talking about it on the channel? Like is that you know? I've noticed Halo does decent on my channel because everyone's yeah. so excited about it and they're invested in Xbox content. I'm like, is this something I should be having and talking about? Am, or like, am I am I dying on my sword too much here? Falling on my sword rather. Um, I can't decide right now because I feel like morally I'm in the right, but. The businessman is speaking as well.
1: So, if you sell your current Series X at cost, you are doing someone a favor True. because no, the Series right? X is already difficult to get. I mean, if you even wanted to be extra nice, you could sell it for a straight five hundred. I and would not charge someone yeah. tax. No, I would. You I know? Would do that. Yeah. And there, you mean you take good care of your consoles. I don't think your controller has been in your asshole or anything like that, but I don't know. <laughs> so, as long as that's like a reoccurring. Didn't I say that on the show another time? About I a controller I, being I, in I feel like I ass? do
0: recall that. That's why I burst out laughing. I was like, "Damn, that was a, <laughs> that was well, a joke." I didn't expect to be resurrected.
1: The reason why I say that. Remember those the white three hundred and sixty controllers. Yes. That came with yeah. the 360. Oh, God,
0: yeah. They got They gunky. always
1: got nasty. And I remember my friend Kevin was like, oh, yeah, those white c- controllers, they always get nasty. They look like they're in someone's asshole. <laughs> and so now I always think of, like, a controller in as someone's asshole.
0: I just hate the ones that, like, I go over a friend's house. You could see around, like, the D-pad. was, like, a little yellow. Oh, I'm like, what What happened, man? Like, why Why is it this yellow? Take good care no, of your stuff.
1: No, yeah. Controllers should never be yellow. Yeah, right. You know? So... But, yeah, if you sell it to someone at cost, you know, $500, you are doing someone a favor. You're giving them a slight deal because they don't have to pay tax, and it's into band. Mm-hmm. And with the Halo Series X, you make it a video on your channel, and you make money from that, and that helps. Now you're talking. So business. you literally would make money on this <laughs> overall because you're selling your old Series X, getting the Halo one, which hmm. your net is going to be, like, minus 50 because this, the Halo 1's 50 extra yeah, bucks because right. it I'm comes with Halo. Yeah. But you'll make money on the ad rev on the video. Oh, so does it come with a physical copy of, of Halo? I don't know if it's physical. Oh, if might it's... be digital.
0: I mean, not that it matters because I guess I would just go out and grab it, but if it came with a physical one... I don't remember... Because here's the thing. like, I think it was the... Was it a PlayStation? Consoles have lately... Started to ship with like these bundles that come with digital codes. Yeah, for the game. I don't like that. I, I think it's great for the environment, <laughs> but I don't like opening it and the games are on a slip of paper. It, it right. really pisses me off.
1: Yeah, so I'm looking at the, um, the page on the Xbox website. It actually doesn't say hmm. if it's digital or not, but I'm. You know what? Someone put actually the box out. Uh, Halo Series Xbox. Let me look. So it may be, but yeah, dude, the the codes, um, the codes are disappointing. It's like you want to have stuff, <laughs> like yeah.
0: an actual thing. Well, with a big investment like that, I think it's understandable, right? You just spent like five hundred, right. six hundred dollars a tax. It's like you know, give, give me give me a little something to hold here beyond the console.
1: Wait, Maddie. Oh. I didn't know this. It even powers on and off with custom Halo themed sounds, just like the the old ones. I remember the Reach console did that mm. special Halo sounds. Mm. And the fan at the top is no longer. You know how that, like, the, on when you look at it from an, a, an, an angle, you can see the green. Yeah, it's blue. Oh,
0: see, here's the thing. A, a member of the audience called my bluff on one front. This year, I bought off of eBay a R2-D2 Xbox 360 because I had never owned one. And I said in my video talking about it, I was like, I've never really been crazy about limited consoles. You know, I'm always looking at the TV. But the materialistic side that we all have buried deep within us wants that shiny new toy. And so I was thinking to myself, well, if I already got one limited console for Xbox... By the way, that's like my favorite limited console of all time. Yeah. Uh, that R2-D2 one. I Like the sounds the look of it the controller comes with a C3PO which I love it so that's my special exception but maybe I'll make one here but the thing I got to consider Dustin is what if they do a Starfield console now now I'm up shit's creek without a paddle because I definitely want that uh, I definitely yeah. want that whatever that is not because of like Starfield hype but just that's a Bethesda Game Studios console I don't I don't know if they've ever done that what are they doing a yeah. cloud console I mean this is a slippery slope
1: that is true you gotta pick and choose what you want uh you can't be buying yeah, do these I get uh, into a
0: cycle do i start collecting these consoles i think that's that's disgusting some people do that i just i have to think on this hold that pre-order
1: okay i'll hold it i'll hold it for you maddie you got first dibs it's not going anywhere i mean so at the very worst i'll like i was thinking if no one actually wants it maybe i'll just keep it but i really <laughs> part of me is like it's nice uh i i have to keep in mind like sometimes with like amiibo this happened to me and i was able to shake myself out of it i'm like do i actually want that or do i want it because it's limited mm-hmm. right like
0: that's what i do in my vinyls are... yeah they're i want them because they're limited for sure
1: right and i'm like i really don't need this series x this halo one um but I, maddie you're talking about that materialistic side you're like oh yeah
0: I everyone's know. got but it, maddie
1: man. you have an excuse you have a business reason i do <laughs> i do have so, something i can lead into so anyway uh oh yeah okay so we talked about halo we talked about the console and there's the the, the um the new controller too which mm-hmm. eh, i don't really i'm not into the the green so much I even though i know so it's supposed sick. to look like chief it looks so but, good
0: but 200 dollars good whoo, mm.
1: that's 200 was, us dollars U.S. dollars. That's right. Shout out
0: to Canada and Australia who are (laughs) paying an arm and a leg more. Um, Right. Yeah, the controller is like a hard no for me, though. Like, that's, you can make me budge on a console. Like, there's tears to it. But the the controller, like, unless it's Joy-Cons, that's my exception, right? Or or a customized Game Boy shell, like, where you can see it while you're playing. Otherwise, it's, you know, who cares at that point?
1: I feel like it's kind of shitty. Not shitty, but. I think it would have been nice for them to release it in both the a regular and the the elite, so yeah. that if people wanted to spend whatever it is sixty five seventy bucks, mm-hmm. uh, they could have done that instead. But they have I no would have
0: considered that more than two hundred. I know Cog right. bought it.
1: Cog pre ordered it during oh, the show. Yeah, he
0: he said he pre ordered it like while he was live for the stream.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, why not? That's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. I dude, I pre ordered that Series X during during my stream. Oh really? Uh wow. yeah. So anyway, I'm trying to think of other games com Saints
0: Row, Marvel Midnight Suns, the 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 Xaxus Marvel game right. tactical That's pretty, yeah, what, That's pretty big. Yeah. That's pretty big. What would you think of that one?
1: I'm a little I'm conflicted just because I like pharaxis Mhm. I like XCOM even though XCOM 2 uh, I didn't like how you oh. had timed like, everything was... T- not everything, but... Wasn't the but, first one timed as well? I don't think so. Hmm. So, I don't know. Sometimes I'm too, I've always wanted to go back to it, but it didn't hit right for me at the gotcha. time. And the other thing is that you know this, Maddie, is I'm just not big on Marvel stuff yeah. at all. Yeah, you hate life. So, I'm, I'm interested in this purely from, like, a a gameplay standpoint, like, playing a tactical game from Praxis. Right, but I'm wondering. I feel like people have instantly drawn the conclusion that this is like Marvel XCOM, and I don't know if that's really
0: no, the case. Not. They they confirmed like no permadeath death. Um, oh. yeah, they confirmed that. The way they described it is, they created this whole new superhero that you're going to play as, and. You're going to like run around these open world areas in between missions and build your relationship, they said, with your allies. The way they described it was more of a tactical RPG. I'm actually open to this because for those who are OG hand listeners, they'll remember when Square Enix announced Avengers. It just said Square Enix is Avengers. There was no, as far as I remember, involvement of Crystal Dynamics, but because it was Square getting that, a lot of us thought. Myself and Carrick included. What if it was like this cell shaded uh, turn based RPG, kind of like plays like a JRPG, but it's the Avengers, right? Right, like Final Fantasy Avengers is what we were thinking, and that sounded incredible. So to me, this is sort of that moment. Maybe obviously it's not the Avengers, but that's fine. You know, this sounds even more interesting because this is a comic from the '90s that they're pulling from. Like it's something more obscure. They're using like Blade, Ghost Rider, um, and they're, and they're pulling from all these different sources. And uh, I think it's new and refreshing for people who are sort of having that Marvel fatigue. Like you and I have talked about a lot. I'm experiencing it where to me, this is exciting because it's very different. But um, I just, I I think if it is that turn-based RPG, like and the systems are, which I trust for access to do are deep. I will be all over this game, all over it because it's something I wanted four years ago. I think is when they announced that they had Avengers. So I'm happy that they're doing this, but do you find yourself in a similar ballpark on that front, mechanically speaking?
1: Yeah. I'm just curious. I mean, they have found ways. For Axis, they, they have their, like, established formulas, and sometimes when they deviate from it, it doesn't turn out well. Mm-hmm. I'm specifically thinking of Civilization Beyond Earth. I never played Which is that. like... it's nah, <laughs> Skip it. It's not... Well, I personally... Holly and I, as I've mentioned, are both big Civ fans. Holly is a bigger Civ fan than me, and that game simply did not do it for us. And I'm trying to remember, like, so in Civilization, you normally have a tech tree that is, like, linear left to right. Right. And in Beyond Earth, they did a tech web. And so it's, like, all over the place. It's very confusing, Hmm. if I I remember. It's been a lot of years since I played that
0: if you will in yeah well Final it's Fantasy.
1: like you start at the beginning yeah actually like the sphere kit that's exactly a great analogy okay. so you like start somewhere and then you have to like web out in certain directions it's so it's hard
0: to track where you're going with it probably right
1: yeah. yeah so i'm curious about this one for sure i kind of it was so weird i saw i mean they had that uh you know the concept trailer or whatever you want to call it because People get mad, are getting mad about people calling it CG trailers because it's like all video games are CG. But, you know, what? everyone knows what we're talking about. So I'm calling them concept trailers. The one guy from Fraxis did an interview with IGN where he was describing the gameplay. I hate that. And I was like, which they're doing that right now with Elden Ring, which written previews are a little different Mm -hmm. to me. But I was just like, dude. You have everyone's attention on this game right now. I just feel like it would be so much better of a strategy to be like, "Here's the concept trailer, and then we're also releasing a gameplay trailer, or you know something like." Yeah, I know. Really hit people.
0: Gameplay reveal. I, th- I want to say it was September first. Don't quote me on that, but I know it's soon. At the same time. There's got to be some strategy where they look at and think from a marketing perspective, let it circle, let it catch people's attention, let them know when they can see more. And you and I share the same mindset of, like, just show gameplay. However, I'm not a CG guy. I never have been. Most people know that. But this was a CG right. trailer that kind of got me. And I think it was, mm. once again, kind of that surprise of, uh, you know, the Midnight Suns. I'd never heard of this part of Like, literally never. Like, at least something... With Spider Man with Mister Negative, I had heard things about him. I knew nothing, but I had heard about him. This is like com- a complete blindside hero group, a new hero. Like everything felt new about it, where I was very intrigued by it. And knowing it's Axis, you know that to me is what ups it a little bit because I do love XCOM. Uh, I do agree with you though when they deviate a little bit, they try these little experiments. Now you bring that up. I never played Beyond Earth, but I, I do think of something like Chimera Squad, which I know Carrick really liked. For I think it's like a ten dollar game, um, but I just their their little in betweener titles never have connected for me. Um, it's just been those main XCOM launches. So this will be a real test to see if they can go beyond that, especially since they're deviating from the XCOM formula in a couple of ways, right? So right. We'll also see if they do base management. That stuff is important to 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 be open to. Um, but I think between this and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy coming out in just a couple months, uh, I think people are going to be really interested in these Marvel games because they are not what Avengers was, which was a supreme disappointment.
1: I got one last take on Gamescom, sure. Maddie. Overall, I mean, I don't know, th- just real quick, like Saints Row. Not, I've never been a Saints Row guy. It's cool. I'm glad that people are excited for it. Obviously, there's a place for that. Like, a GTA-style, wacky game. Not really my thing. But my last takeaway about Gamescom is... That Xbox event, dude. Mm. Like, (laughs) here's the the issue. Is that, you know, they set expectations. They said, this is going to be about games... Coming out this year, so I was like, okay, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, maybe is it a problem with me that I was like, man, that was ninety minutes of nothing, and mm. you give ten minutes to talk about trebuchets or whatever from fuck. <laughs> it turned into Mad History Call. Channel for an extended Mad period of time. Call. Yep, I was like, and I made a tweet that did pretty well around this time and I wasn't trying to like score console war points. I know that there was like a lot of discussion around it where I was basically like, I don't like Sony not saying anything, but on a day like today where you see everyone's like, wow, what was that Xbox stream? Mm -hmm. Like, I kind of get it. Like I get why they, that Sony doesn't want to speak up unless they have something to say and they can use other platforms like they did for Gamescom to say, Hey, here's, horizons release date here's another little trailer for a small thing we're doing with uh not small but for death stranding the director's cut Mm -hmm. so i don't know man these company, the problem is these companies are going to keep doing these streams that they say really nothing and we're just going to keep watching them so i don't really know what the solution is unless we just say no (laughs) but we're not i think
0: the reality is when xbox makes an announcement or playstation any platform makes an announcement of a a uh a showcase that has the chance to have exciting reveals even when expectations were in check with xbox i think it was fair to say like oh halo should be here that'll be great to see that's worth sitting through um that there's just too much for creators and and their audiences to lose out on to not watch it so i think everyone will sit down each time until these companies just get it right and in this case xbox just didn't need a showcase a lot of this could have been announced through because i'm looking at my notes for defining duke like there's the the Forza Horizon 5 stuff is fine. I think that was perfect for the show. Age of Empires 4 was stupid. But I mean, they had stuff like State of Decay 2, Wasteland 3 got a little DLC, um, Humble Bundle brings Indies to Game Pass. Like There were decent announcements, but it was just overall like a really weirdly paced show where stuff like Age of Empires 4 and Microsoft Flight Simulator, I think, really killed it. And then there was stuff like The Gunk, which didn't get an extended look, uh, where... This would have been better to reserve for a blog, but then what? what's odd is the show could have been so much better if they took the announcements, get this, from Jeff Keighley's show and put them on their own. Because, yeah. of course, Jeff Keighley has more views, but why are you hosting your own if viewership is a question for you or a problem for you? Don't you want to draw people? So putting Crossfire X trailer in there, where's that? Boom. Put that in. Putting in, of course— right. Halo and its release date made a lot of sense. Um there was one other Xbox thing that's slipping my mind that was at Gamescom opening night live, but yeah, the Xbox showcase was just um I wouldn't even say disappointing cuz I didn't have high expectations. It was just like it's like a once a year ritual for Xbox to like have this very off-putting showcase like last year was the the gameplay showcase with no gameplay. This year it's oh, like yeah. hey we're doing only announcements for 2021 and they don't even hit some of their major 2021 titles. <laughs> like,
1: well, what? Here's the funny part. It's just like, they set the expectation saying, oh, we're only talking about 2021 games. So everyone thinks Halo, right? How couldn't you? But they can't tell you, they can't tell you that they're saving Halo for the Keeley stream because if they do that, no one's going to watch their, sh- not no one, but, significantly less people will watch their stream because they're only they're interested in seeing halo so in a way it when i when you put it like that it's a bit of a bait and switch like it's like oh this is our stream this is the xbox stream for this year's games and we have a very big game coming out this year they didn't say that but we all know that Mm -hmm. so and then dude it's just a thing too where it's like if you want to do updates on your game and have a stream just about updates that's fine. It does not need to be 90 minutes long.
0: Yeah, I'm of the mind, I said this on Defining Duke, that Xbox needs to figure out their presentation platform sooner rather than later because you've got stuff like Twitch at ID at Xbox, which just sucks. It's not yeah. It's not a good way to showcase those Indies. It hurts those games. Um, there's just too much fake energy driven into that showcase and it's way too long. And then you've got stuff like this where they don't have a platform to show off the smaller things. Like, they're like... A homecoming update for State Decay 2 is exciting. A new DLC for Wasteland 3 is exciting. But are they showcase exciting? I love these games, but no. Um, and you throw in stuff like World Update 6 for Microsoft Flight Simulator. Gamescom showcase, it, it, it even if you put expectations in check, you're making a showcase during a big show week. So people are going to be looking for something substantial of some kind. Um in a way, they got it. They just had to wait. But when you're making your own showcase, I think it says something clearly different to what they are viewing it as internally. So they need to check that type of stuff in in my eyes and uh, create a, I would say, a smaller Xbox show. Like they used to have like inside Xbox, but like something that's not state of play level, but just like a update show. Because they have these games that are so recurrent, Flight Simulator, Sea of Thieves. Of course, contraband is going to be one of those. Like, it's going to go on and on. There is going to be so many games that get these continuous updates. You are going to need a platform that just says, "Like, hey, this is the Xbox update platform." Where, like, you tune in, it's no new announcements except for literally updates on things you know about. And that's yeah. it. Like, that's what they need. That makes
1: sense to me. Yeah, that would having something that could, you know, it's you got to. <laughs> You got to set the... I mean, they again, they set the expectation, but it's like maybe they didn't go quite far enough. And even then, didn't need to be that long. But the only last thing I'll, I'll just say about that is that fucking Borderlands ship. Ugh. That was, uh, I, I threw I mean, up in my mouth oh, when like I saw that. I thought it was that. cool.
0: I thought it was really cool.
1: Uh, well, here's the thing. I don't like Borderlands. That should be clear, guys, oh, that there's okay. inherent bias. I feel like even if it was something I liked... It looks like uh like ketchup and mustard ship.
0: Well, you put it like, that way, floating
1: around you in, in the, a very a very <laughs> beautiful game, and suddenly got this red and yellow, boisterous mm-hmm. ship that just I'm like no. I thought no. it was uh,
0: I thought it was cool because more so less the Borderlands inclusion and more so between this Disney, I was like all right, Sea of Thieves is getting to that point where brands see value in crossing over with this game like it's that big now um, sure. and i'm wondering what they're gonna do next so to me it was exciting because well i thought it was cool looking um i'm not as big on borderlands as i once was thank you borderlands 3 and pre-sequel for that um but you know i'm, I'm wondering what they'll do that could capture someone like me because i'm i hate pirates of the caribbean i really do i i don't like those movies and then um Borderlands is neat, but I don't feel strong about it, so I wonder what they're going to do to get someone like me, like reach a little bit.
1: O-Tor further. ship. Yeah, right? Star Wars ships and... <laughs> and it's C-S2. just like that a Star Destroyer, off. but it's like... Through... <laughs> that would work. It's like, it's just a vessel on the water instead. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Um. But... Speaking of Star Wars, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga,
1: spring 2022. Yes. Yes. Any feelings on that. So... I think Lego games are cool. They, and I've enjoyed some of them, but the formula is a bit stale for me, okay. but that's, what's intriguing about this game is it looks like they're changing it up. So I am intrigued by this game in particular. I mean, they sure have taken their time mm-hmm. in, in making this game, which I'm not saying that's a bad or a good thing. Sometimes a game, it's kind of a catch 22. It's like either the game was in development hell and it's going to be bad Or it's like they've really been cooking this for a long time and it'll be great because of it.
0: I do think it's a mix of both because when you read about the game, it's like a remaster of every prior Lego Star Wars game and level. And then it's adding eight and nine in to make it a full package. It's easily you can tell their most ambitious game. You look at the gameplay changes they've made for third person shooting for lightsaber combat. I was like, this looks really impressive for a Lego game. And even then, if you put the bar there for a Lego game, you remove that. It
1: right. looks
0: like a really solid title. I'm very excited to see what they do with it. You know, I think I'm not alone here at the audience. Like Lego star Wars was part the pun, a bit of a building block though, for my love for star Wars. It was that and KOTOR. Like those were the games that got me into star Wars. And so to see it coming around to where it all began with the LEGO games, I'm very, very excited for this one. I hated that it was spring, though, Dustin. I was saying when they show it off, it's a little ballsy now, but I was saying, like, oh, November. I was like, they're going to get it out this think? year. Yeah. like I was like, it's been in development long enough. They're going to surprise us. This is a game that we've all been waiting for. It's LEGO. It's Star Wars. It'll sell. Give it a couple months. That's it. Nope. Spring 2022. So that sucks to see, but ambitious-looking yeah. title.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I remember at E3, people. I did not get invited to preview it. I'm not bitter, but <laughs> um, the uh, people that did, I'm really not. Like you know, it's whatever. Um, right. But the, I remember hearing at that E3, people that got to see it were like really impressed by it, and I was shocked. I was like, mm-hmm. it's not just another Lego game, apparently. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, it's. I, I think it. I think it is going to surprise a lot of people when it comes out. It just looks like that type of game that's going to. Punch above its weight, possibly. Uh right. we talked about Horizon a little bit, but what do you feel about a February release date for this game? February eighteenth, twenty twenty two, for those who haven't heard.
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, they maybe could have come out a little sooner and said that it was delayed, uh, just because it's not good when it's like a confirmed rumor is leading the narrative on your game. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you know the the Netherlands went back into lockdown after the their state of play, so I think that they really did think that it would might have been possible to get this game out uh this year, but point. I think that pushing it off till then makes sense that time of year though Maddie is getting a little busy,
0: oh, just a little bit oh, just a little gosh. busy.
1: Can let's you, see what is yeah you get 2022
0: please do please do because i saw yeah. a list and like there is a comprehensive like i think eight game list of titles that i'm like i want to play those i genuinely want to play those
1: yeah um oh man why okay this is showing me 2021 and that's not what i searched for okay wait here's a game. game informers list is usually pretty good though they don't have the new destiny on when i checked it last time but that's okay Let's see January Elden Ring uh and then dude 7 days after Elden Ring we're getting Pokemon Legends. I know, right? I was hoping Pokemon yeah. would get delayed cuz
0: it looked like oh maybe it could it the first trailer we saw looked like it could use it. It looked much better in the second one where I'm thinking they're going to they're going to stick with that date, but oh my gosh, man. I was thinking to myself like how am I going to balance those two? Those are two games that are must plays for me.
1: Right? Maybe this list is old because February is not that bad. Horizon Forbidden West. No, it has to be new. Horizon Forbidden West, February eighteenth. Sifu, February twenty second. Saints Row, February twenty fifth. The only it's and there's no like is it- the only game for March is Pathfinder: Wrath of the Righteous. I've never even heard of that.
0: Oh, that's like a awesome looking Divinity Original Sin style game up my alley. It's oh, out. I'm looking at it it's now. Coming out on PC this month. Uh, This coming month, I'm really pumped for that one. It's really under the radar. Um, And then it's going to Xbox and Xbox Game Pass, I think, that month. Wasn't there – what was in March? What was in March that I was looking forward to? Oh, uh, Midnight Suns was in March.
1: Oh, dude, this list is Game Informer. Got to get on it.
0: Yeah, hold on. There was a a tweet I saw. I can find it in a heartbeat. Hold on. There was a, a tweet that I saw. I think it was Imran Khan who posted it because he, I don't know if there was a couple of games. Okay. Uh, t- 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 Rainbow Six Extraction is apparently in January. Uh, Evil Dead Game is in February. The new WWE is in March, which they actually, that's kind of shocking. Yeah. I think you mentioned Destiny 2, the Witch Queen. That's, December, that's February 22nd.
1: I know, dude. That oh, looks now. good too.
0: Yeah, that's that's such a a long ways away. Um, let's see here. Beyond that, what other games were announced here? Let me bring up my list. What did you think of Midnight Fight Express? Does that name uh, ring a bell for you at all?
1: Yeah, it rang a bell, but I don't think I saw gameplay until I watched the the Gamescom stream, and I thought the gameplay looked cool, like. No disrespect to the John Wick game that came out, because I know that was an indie dev that did it. Did not really like it. Uh, Mm -hmm. John Wick Hex just didn't really do it for me. Like, man, this looks like this should have been the John Wick game. Mm -hmm. Like, this could have been it. What's interesting is you
0: mentioned the indie thing, and uh, Jeff Keighley said it was like one Polish developer who was a father. I was like, what? This game looks What's it called again? Midnight Fight Express. And i got to watch this trailer again. It's coming summer it was 2022, very good. and the, the combat, man. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? But like, the combat looks so smooth. The destruction of the environments, the weapons you can use. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a really, really fun game. A good brawler. This is a
1: Game Pass game, too.
0: Yeah. Game Pass summer 2022. So that is that, to me, that is on the must-play list. And I love that it's coming out in the summer because that's where Xbox indies thrive. And so I'm very, very excited about that one. There were a lot of cool indies shown, like uh, the TMNT game, April O'Neil.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Looking good, Maddie. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that game's looking very good.
0: I know, right? No release date yet, but based off the image layout, I think they got more characters on the way.
1: Dude, I want an arcade stick to play that game. <laughs> like, there's like every, maybe once every two years, there's something that I think... Man, I wish I had an arcade stick to play that. Really? And uh yeah, Maybe I don't know. I just, don't I just feel like it'd be that so level satisfying. That you do
0: because, like, I I'm so satisfied with the current controller. Maybe I've gone stagnant. Mm. I like some people like the the steering wheels for racing games. You mentioned arcade sticks. There's those fighting pads that some some players use for for serious fighting games. I don't I don't know. I can't imagine myself mm. getting in on those. I like the controller.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, when I played. So the turtles game that I grew up with was Hyperstone Heist mm. on the Sega Genesis, and so man, that was good. A lot of people I know that uh, Turtles in Time is supposed to be better, but that we didn't have that game. Like it was like yeah. me and uh, who I've mentioned before, my uncle who's just a few years older than me. We uh, we only had Hyperstone Heist. So I didn't even know Turtles in Time was, existed at the time. So
0: yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I I never actually owned that game. I I only had access to it through a friend's house. Uh, I, and, and still to this day, I don't own it because I don't own an SNES. Uh, but I, I guess I do own it. I own the arcade cabinet that has it. So right. technically I do have it, but the cartridge, I do not. And so this game, Shredder's Revenge, is uh, whenever it comes out, I'm there. That moment like i i will buy it twice so if if there's like a physical release which i doubt there'll be but if there's if there's a physical release and i can play it like 8 hours early if i download it at midnight i will download it at midnight and then buy it physically i do not care like i this is one that i'm so fucking excited for because as a long a lifelong tmnt fan you know i grew up during the era of konami tmnt games with uh Battle Nexus, Mutant Nightmare. Those were great games. The original TMNT 2003 beat them up. Those were great games. And then I don't know what happened. The Ninja Turtle license got treated like shit since then. And if you look at any of the games that have come out since then, they are either rushed, terrible, or these ass Nickelodeon spinoffs. And so I'm just happy to see Nickelodeon giving it to a developer who clearly cares. Dotemu, who's worked on retro games and has done a great job. Dotemu helped uh, make... Uh, Streets of rage 4 which was very good so i have confidence that they're gonna get tmnt to the place it needs to be but like this is after getting mutants in manhattan which i've made multiple videos on how bad that is this is after getting out of the shadows which was a game that had the potential to be like a ninja turtles arkham game but was broken and did not have the time because activision didn't give it to them i mean it's just been passed around from like bad company to bad company like nickelodeon's mishandled it in my eyes um, and Activision mishandled it completely. You know, they 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 tanked the franchise. And so I'm just hoping this restores TMNT love where we will see more games. Because I literally have, in my head, my goal is to one day make a TMNT game. Because I, I have Whoa. the fucking take-it-to-the-bank ideas for this series because I have read the comics, I have watched the shows. I admittedly haven't watched the originals. I'll say that. But... I feel like I have a good enough knowledge to do something with that series. And I feel like there's just so much untapped potential that it's been... It's actually just relieving to watch someone make something that's good
1: with the series. Dude, it's funny, too, because I was looking at this... Uh, the the Turtles game, Mutants in Manhattan, because that was made by Platinum. Mm-hmm. It's so unfortunate because it's like that's a match made in heaven, it feels like. You're right, yep. And Platinum did a good job with... Well, dude... So they did that horrible uh, Legend of Korra game also, Yeah. but the Transformers game they did was well-received. So
0: Yeah, that was when – Platinum's really good now, right? Like, they did Nier. They did Astral Chain, which I'm, like, the only person on this planet who seems to like it. Shout out to the couple (laughs) of patrons who have written in about it. But, like, look, I think that game is some of their best work. Bayonetta, of course. But this was their time where they were doing, for those who don't know – an A-team, B-team, and C-team, and let's just say Dustin brought up Cora. We talked about TMNT. You know when the C-team was getting to work. <laughs> you just knew it when you played it, and they they were uh, between that and Scalebound. They nearly collapsed as a company. Uh, they were very fortunate to have been saved by of all series near Automata. That's what really gave them life again, and I think they learned some storytelling tools, and brought it to astro chain and made a, a phenomenal game there that sold i think a couple million copies so there there are people out there who who do like it uh i hope i run into someone who who does you know get to shake their hand but um yeah man i i it's a it's interesting to see how that game flopped mutants in manhattan and how clearly good of a fit it was because especially the art style at first was <laughs> i mean i remember being so convinced it was going to be good man when I first saw that cuz I'm like holy shit they're not doing like the, the Nickelodeon style this is going to be amazing. <laughs> they're doing yeah. the IDW comics and they oh, dude, I could go on all day. I'll spare us all.
1: Maddie, here's something interesting about Platinum cuz I'm I'm reading up on them again right now is I didn't know first of all, they have a bunch of projects announced right now. Yeah, yeah. They have something called Project GG, which I don't know what that is. Bayonetta 3, which has been MIA for literally years now. Mm-hmm. Babylon's Fall, which everyone thinks looks like junk right now. Yeah. And then this is one I totally forgot about Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, which they're not even heading up development anymore. It's been moved over completely to Psy Games. Mm-hmm. So, unless maybe the partnership with Platinum was like, hey, make us our combat system and we can do the rest like maybe something like that but mm. i don't know yeah so yeah i, I would think, just hate God. to see like babylon's fault like be another setback for them
0: i would too yeah it's it's really odd that they wanted to even try to go in the live service department this is what i was worried about is because they got an investment from tencent right after they released Astro chain and when mm. they did that i i remember tweeting about it going why like I just sung your praises I remember making a video on Astral Chain it was like 13 minutes long just breaking everything down and I see that and think to myself this could be really bad because they're trying to go independent self-publish all that stuff I don't really feel confident they have the IP to do so so when they leaned into something like live service I went oh god here we go like this could get ugly real quick so Crossing my fingers for them. I think something like Bayonetta 3, because it's been gone so long, there will be an explosion on social media when it's actually revealed. Some obscure ass image from a trailer will go viral. It'll help market it. They'll sell a million extra copies because of it. We know the the typical spiel with this stuff, so I'm sure they'll be okay. Right.
1: Be, right. Be this Grand Blue Fantasy game looks cool, though. Oh, dude, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, Grand Blue Fantasy is underrated. I mean, they made a fighting game. I think it was you brought up Psy yeah. Games. I think Psy Games did make the fighting game for that, and that was. Really good too, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, were we gonna say sorry? Okay, yeah. Oh no, no, you're good. I was just gonna say. Uh, beyond that, I think we hit a lot of the major games there at Gamescom. I don't have any more I want to talk about. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at, like Jurassic World Evolution Two, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt ass, uh pff, 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 New World Open Beta. Sifu got a new trailer. Continues to look really good. That's coming February twenty second. Oh, one more, actually. Sorry. Yeah. Cult of Lamb. The Devolver Digital oh, Published Game. Oh, yeah, What did you think of yes. this one?
1: So I think this game mostly to me looks awesome okay. uh, just because it is like Zelda with Don't Starve and Animal Crossing kind That's of really, hybrid. Don't
0: Starve is great comparison. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that vibe for sure.
1: The only thing I don't like is that it has a bit of the tired, modern, like, American cartoon look. Like, almost like Adventure Time, which, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Adventure Time was great and really set, like, a new wave of cartoons in the U.S. But now it's, like, everything looks like Adventure Time. (laughs) What was this? Oh, it's Cult of the Lamb, right? Yeah, Cult of the Lamb. I need to see this trailer again too just to remember. I feel I agree yeah. with
0: you the art style to me wasn't super appealing, but I felt because it was so off the whole like the whole trailer had an off vibe to it that I felt the art style almost lent itself to the feeling the game was creating for me.
1: Right. I do like the overall like I'm watching this trailer again and what I really liked is that the the characters are flat not like I mean, it's kind of like Paper Mario, honestly, that it's like they're in a 3D world, but they're just flat characters. But the lighting is really neat in the way that uh, different things happen on screen. So I do like that aspect quite a bit. This is one I have my eye on for sure.
0: Yeah, it's something with Devolver. They they pick out these games that fit that Devolver vision of wacky, weird, and crazy, but still good, right? Like you see it and you're not like, oh, this is just strange. It's like, oh, this is... A game that could be good because it looked like there was town management elements. You, you could like lead your own cult in a church, or it looked like uh, there was interactions with the citizens where you could like screw them over. Kind of remind me of Fable in a way, and so I, I'm I got my eye on this one as well. I feel like this could surprise a lot of people if it's what we're hoping for. But Dustin, that's all I've got to say about Gamescom. Is there anything you wanted to touch on before we move on?
1: The only thing to touch on, there's Elden Ring previews out. I'm going dark. I've decided. I'm going to try to go dark between now and January. It's going to be very, very difficult. Good luck. But, because I already, dude, I already had people in my Discord like, Dustin, did you see this? I'm like, Mm. no, please don't. I don't want to know. I just want to go in fresh if I can.
0: Yeah, I wasn't going. I was considering talking about it, but. Yeah. I will I will leave it for your sake, Dustin. We won't subject we you shall to, see. to the in depth yeah. details. We don't know anything about Elden Ring. Plus, I do have a haircut in just under an hour. So for for once, it's me who's gotta usher the show show along into the next okay. segment, right? Like yeah. I've got to no make problem. the call. I'm I'm the one taking my girlfriend
1: to the local food trucks this time. Only it's only it's not quite I mean it's haircuts. Yeah. Which haircuts are good. <laughs> they but feel not great. Quite
0: I love a haircut, right? Like they like, especially when they take just real quick side tangent. They take like the little buzz thing and they go around your ear. And they can start to like shape oh. up the back of it. You you have to get that. You have a tight haircut, you know what I'm talking about?
1: Oh yeah. Dude, my Best my part. barber, he 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 puts the hot towel on your neck oh. and then does the straight razor on your neck. Oh, that's great. Beautiful. That's a beautiful, beautiful great.
0: thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think of um my my other thing is, is someone with longer hair when they shampoo
1: you oh see yeah i don't get that done no but it is no nice FG-ass i've had that
0: scalp fun. afterwards or like your hair on your neck it's just all you just leave clean leave clean. oh yeah such a good feeling oh, go get your haircut ladies and gentlemen all right got it let's get into the patron questions first one surprise surprise it's natural we go. calamity hello ham fam i know what you're thinking Natural is the first question this week. What is this chaos? Yes, it is I. So for those who need a point of reference, last week at the end of the show, we noted that no natural calamity was there and he's normally the final question. He always seems to write in and is the last one. This time he's the first. I did miss last week, but I got a laugh out of both of you pondering my absence. It brought a big smile on my face knowing I was missed. So thank you for that. I want to say thank you for allowing me to keep up my two-question maximum, which I kept up week after week, except last week. Because ham is my love, my joy. It is part of my pastime. and never fails to give me joy at the end of my week, watching you trip and fall over my weekly crafted sentences, which I have pondered over for hours on end. Now, after all that rambling, it's on to the questions. All right, natural. Let's see what you got for us. Number one, I just came out of watching The Suicide Squad for the second time, but one thing about the expertly crafted movie is bothering me. They basically showed all of it, In trailers, I was lucky not to see them before uh, my first time, but why do movie and game makers die by this sword? I know they need to market it, and maybe it's my fault I follow too closely, but why not take tactics to hide more of your movie so it's more of a surprise? Make fake parts. I almost said fart parts. That's funny. Fart parts. Yeah, make fart parts (laughs) of the movie possible. Uh, Have the trailers uh, only be of the actors in character being silly than talking about the movie itself. What are some thoughts? uh, What are some of your thoughts on this? And what are some tactics that can be taken by the devs? I just want to toss in. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Let me finish this because he says, No second question this week. I just want to say Gamescom started off a little rocky for me. The first day coming off very lackluster. By the second day, it brought the hype. Saints Row blew my mind. I felt myself getting teary eyed at the Halo trailer shown. Riders Republic actually looks like something that'll bring me into those types of games. And many more games left me feeling impressed with the releases coming despite the pandemic. So one question for natural as well. I don't know. I hope he's hope he's all right. He might be going through yeah. something. Um, all right. So I just want to throw out there that my latest example of game makers ruining something in a trailer is uh, Neo. The world ends with you. I mentioned we talked about this last week, the final trailer. So I beat it this week. Yeah. And I went back and looked at the final trailer they released for this game, Dustin. Oh my fucking god! That's Square Enix, dude. Dude, it's a I It took me about 32 <laughs> hours or so to be, and I'm like, that's a long adventure. There's a lot to show there, but the game didn't have many cutscenes, and so every cutscene that's in the game is in the trailer because they're like, they got to sell it somehow. So they just marketed the whole end of the game, man. It was really sad to see, but. What can developers do and why do they tend to just spoil their game via the trailers
1: or the movies by well, the way I've always wondered especially with movies you have to imagine there's extensive market research that's done and I've I've started to wonder if we are the people as people like me are the anomaly that really care about spoilers or people that are like invested in games or movies or whatever like that's the like honestly i could probably check out the elder ring stuff today and it would not spoil it for me but like i'm just thinking that i want to get into that zone now because i know that eventually they're going to start showing like boss fights and things of that nature and i just don't Want to do that? Because I love the feeling of seeing a new From Software boss for the first time mm-hmm. in game. Mm-hmm. It's a magical thing. So I don't know why they do. I mean, S- Square Enix, like we said, is particularly bad about this. Kingdom Hearts, dude. <sighs> they showed every fucking world yeah. before the game came out. Yeah. You got to imagine that there is something that it's like. Well, we already have people hooked, so let's hook the people that may not be interested until they see this That's or true. this yeah, or whatever the more,
0: the more they know the more of a chance Like you cast a wide net
1: right yeah. right i don't know though yeah i hate it i've become
0: a a first trailer for the most part like obviously my game coverage with standing then i'll watch everything um i'll take the dive i'll take the risk but if it's something like the world ends with you we'll stick it with that example i watched one trailer and that was it i was like okay i'm sold on this um maybe it's because i'm more uh invested in the ecosystem where i've sort of like learned the the that the deeper you go the more you ruin for yourself for me a strong example of that was fallout 4 if anyone wants mm-hmm. to go listen to this episode Ham your podcast we had young yeah on we were breaking down our story speculation and we pretty much fucking nailed tit for tat the main story arc for fallout 4 and everything that Whoa. was going to happen because of just the trailers and we studied them and Sticking with that, you note that Bethesda spoiled the ending of Fallout 4 um, with the the nuke. Um, They spoiled that in the trailer. They showed that shot, and everyone thought, well, Well, certainly it's not the ending, because they thought it would be like a side quest in Fallout 3 where you blow up a town. And the people are really hyped, and then you find out it's like an end moment. And it's like, what the fuck? At least I I remember being really disappointed by that. Um, So it's something consistent where... They must have the market research that suggests this does improve our sales when we show the cool, big epic moments. Right. I don't think I don't think a game would sell more if they showed like Fallout Force beat for beat exploration, say. But showing a big nuke going off in the heart of the city, the Commonwealth, a little bit of a different story. Um but what can they do to sidestep it? You have to give hints, right, because hardcore fans discuss and that catches the more casual fans. I think it just takes really, really well-crafted well Like, you need the creators involved to be like, this should be shown. This should not be shown. That level of thought, which I don't think many big brands have the benefit of doing. I think the marketing department is separate from the creatives for good reason and, in this case, bad reason. Especially because now that I think about it, Dustin, I you know me and Carrick interviewed a guy who um, did trailers uh, for for game companies, and they sort of just hand to him the build, and him and his team go in and play the game and capture shots and put the trailer together themselves. So I don't remember if he said, but I don't think there is like a specific rule list that needs to be followed. So, right?
1: Yeah. It's it's um it's, it's interesting to hear you talk about piecing together all the pieces for a uh, Fallout 4 in the story. You got to wonder how many instances of that there are with games overall. Um
0: I just think it's gotten that. easier. That's the problem, right? It's like Fallout mm-hmm. 4 technically was marketed well where they showed big moments, but it was since it's a big spraw- sprawling open world game can't really stitch it all together unless you're paying very close attention like myself and a few others were. But nowadays, everything is being shown because every company is trying to just maximize their profit. And so I think what's happening is it's becoming really easy to piece those things together than it ever has been. I think that's where the issue lies. Have you ever had that where you've studied trailers enough where you've pieced together a story before you've even played it?
1: I don't know about story... I do remember certain trailers watching them over and over and analyzing them. Like, uh, some of them which ended up not being really even real. Like, the Halo 2 E3 demo. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you remember this? Like, it was one of the... uh, It's like, dude, I gotta find this. Um,
0: 2003 E3 demo, I think it was.
1: It might have been. It's it's funny because so much of the game is, like, so different. Like, the sounds (laughs) of... A lot of the weapons is different. That whole level structure is completely different. Like, it's um, it's crazy. Yeah, that was but...
0: back when, like, when you think of like Watch Dogs. Like that was when we were during an, a long-standing era where what we saw at E3 may have been completely separate from the final product. Like E3 levels were a thing. Yeah, they still yeah, kind of are, right? I mean, it's just not as as uh, it's such a time and money sink, and I don't think companies can afford it nowadays.
1: Yeah. You reminded me that I got to, uh, I don't remember it being any different, but I got to play Dark Souls 3 before it came out at PSX, Mm. and that was very cool. I don't think I'd do that now, though. I think if I, well, mm, Mm. if I had the chance to play Elden Ring early, would I do it?
0: I think, think, yeah. Probably. Yeah, business decision there. I couldn't resist that. That's why I say, like, With these hands-off gameplay previews that we've been hearing more and more and more about, I'm very against them. Um, But I always tell people, like, yeah, if Bethesda said, hey, come check out Starfield or Xbox. Like, hey, come check out Halo. It's like, at a point, yeah, I'm hurting myself and my audience by not checking it out. But, you know, playing it, if any, if I ever got any hands-on opportunities, I I typically take them. Because it's like, that's the most intimate coverage you can get where the company has no say like you just have played the thing it's your thoughts right. now. so to me yeah. it's, I, I always take those but if you don't want to hurt your experience then i totally get that right My fat cock is our next writing a couple of weeks ago dustin mentioned one of my favorite breweries in 21st amendment absolutely nailed it on the fruity beets never take tasting good beets he meant yeah, yeah.
1: to put beers. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I, the I'm fruity just... beers.
0: <laughs> the fruity beers never tasting good, but doing it right. Their blood orange brew is amazing. So, what's something oh. you didn't think you'd enjoy food or drink wise that absolutely rocked your socks? Secondary comment Back for Blood looks fine, but World War Z has a big new expansion dropping. If you're choosing Back for Blood over that, you're making a huge mistake. The maps, the gameplay, everything about that game just makes it so much more sense. Or makes so much more sense. Apologies. I feel like those who don't succeed are those who don't realize you can run up the middle of all the zombies and not get swarmed strategize mm. a little bit of defense for world War Z there. i guess it's under fire a food okay. or drink that you otherwise that that you didn't think you'd enjoy but absolutely rocked your socks
1: hmm. mm. that's a tough yeah. one yeah i don't know
0: i've had food that i've grown into even yeah, that I'm struggling same. to think of. Like, I've had food that I know I didn't like, and I had again, and now it's... I think of seltzer. Like, I'm a big seltzer drinker now.
1: Oh, me- that's actually a great one. Right? That's a great example.
0: And I did not like seltzer as a kid. I thought it was the dumbest thing, actually. I didn't understand why people wanted bubbly water is what I called it. Now, I don't know what it... I get it. It's connected. I love seltzer.
1: Dude, my dad... My dad was on the seltzer game way before the hipsters and every you know all the millennials were into it. Before Lacroix, LaCroix yeah. I remember in elementary school we'd go to like Walmart because they had like great value seltzer, oh my and he God. would buy it by the case, <laughs> and I would every once in a while take a swig of one and be like, Ugh. like yeah. it tasted like so strange. I'm like, why? Yeah, he. He was on it for everybody, but now I fucking love. I love LaCroix. I love. Well, yeah, I'm kind of a Lacroix boy, to the point where I feel like I don't want to try other brands because I feel like I'm faithful at this point, okay. which is dumb. Brand loyalty, but, you
0: know, I respect it.
1: There's I, some other good ones, like uh, Polar is a good brand. They have like a orange creamsicle flavor. Oh, it's very good.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've um, I feel like I've been going through too many bottles so i've invested in a soda stream so you can carbonate your own drinks you you like put the little uh bottle full of water in you press the top it it like shoots co2 in and just like oh here's and now you've got seltzer and then you can if you want to put little droplets of flavoring in there i don't but um that's how i've been consuming my seltzer now and it's been quite good a food, though? A food. I'm trying to think of, like, a thing I've ate and been like, oh, wow. That's way better than I thought it would be. Uh, You know what? I used to not be a sushi guy. I lo- I, I don't even know how either. I, I used to
1: mm.
0: not like sushi. And now it's, like, one of my true loves. Like, one of my go-to takeout meals.
1: Mm, sushi? I like sushi in small amounts, mm. but it's still... It's weird, like, I like, like, where you get, uh, like, it's, like, a little bit of rice and a piece of tuna on top. Sure. I like that. But, like, I was at an all-you-can-eat sushi place, and for a wedding, which was nice. Right. But I got to the point where at at one point I just took a bite, and my mouth, like, my body... It didn't reject it. Like, I didn't throw up, but it, like, made my stomach turn. Like, there's still some part of me that's a little freaked out by sushi. You know? And I just, like, hmm. I had had, like, maybe, I don't know, 10 or 12 pieces at that point. Maybe not that much. I probably had, like, I don't know, six or seven. That sounds about right. And then something about that one bite, I'll look, like, like, no more. I can't. No more raw fish. Can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I uh
0: I, I you know, I could say one that I fell off of that I used to love growing up, and that's hot dogs. I used to love hot dogs. I even last year, Dustin, I was a pretty big hot dog guy because you taught me the spiral cut. That was a major yes. piece of the puzzle.
1: Yes, Maddie.
0: But when you look into how hot dogs are made and I just it's fucking gross, man. And I guess, you know, as Americans, we're pretty accustomed to just saying don't tell me what it's made of i just want to eat it because it tastes good hot dogs to me i've had one bad experience with where like i was at a rangers game got a nice hot dog i was in college you know so it was 2013 I take a bite and it actually like my body rejected it and when i say rejected Ooh. it like i swallowed it and back up it came like it was Ooh. i've never had that happen with any other food before so since then my my feeling about hot dogs has has really transformed so it's hard to think of something that I love now because you know it's only that love
1: is only ascended. Like something like mac and cheese went from good to great, but you know it's here's an opposite, Maddie. I used to, dude. This is gonna shock some people. No, oh, no. When I was a kid, I used to like circus peanuts. Huh? You know what I'm talking about? The little marshmallow. Oh, you had to like, crack them. No, these are like orange marshmallows that are shaped like peanuts. I don't know what you're talking about. Maddie, you know what I'm talking about. Hold on. Hold on. Circus peanuts. Circus Everyone peanuts. Everyone fucking hates these, dude. And I've had them now as an adult, and I can like take a bite of one, but they are pretty gross. But you like them okay, as a kid. But I liked them as a kid. I was all about these when I was a kid. Uh, Dude, what the fuck? This won't send. Okay, wait. I'm just going to send you this Wikipedia article. This is. Okay. This is important. Oh, I've seen these. These are marshmallows. Wow, they are technically peanut-shaped marshmallow candy. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, they used to be. Yeah, they're pretty be... gross.
0: Huh. Okay. These used to be at my grandma's house all the time.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure that you know, grandmas, the older generation probably yeah. love this shit. Yeah, my grandma. Loved what is type it of candy? with older people liking weird candy? You know they. Grandmas always have, like the bit of honey, you know those, like real they get stuck in your teeth. A lot of a lot of black licorice, you know stuff like that. They the, the they love the weird candy. Yeah, man, it's a generational thing.
0: Do you like candy corn? Yes, and candy corn. Candy is good. corn That's is actually an fantastic. answer. That's an answer. I used to not like candy corn. Now I can throw a couple down. I like a little candy Listen, corn.
1: Maddie, I'm going to say this, even though this is your podcast. If you don't like candy corn, unsubscribe.
0: <laughs> Just take my business. I, I, I don't mind.
1: It's fine. Unsubscribe from Mr. Maddie Plays' YouTube channel. Send him hate mail. You know, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. We die on the hill of candy corn in this house. So
0: you love candy corn.
1: Yes, and I can't stand the candy corn slander. I can't. I will not have I, it. I know
0: there was a lot of it. I thought Candy Corn was like, a, oh. if, if you don't like it, you just leave it. You know, it's like you understand. There's a mutual exception that like, this is, this is quality enough.
1: Yeah. I feel like Candy Corn is like Circus Peanuts in that the people that hate it really strongly hate it. But mm-hmm. there's more fans of Candy Corn than there are the Peanuts. So uh, it's become somewhat of a battle. Uh, you got to fight for your right. For the the candy corn. There's I don't know what (laughs) there's (laughs) uh
0: I um I think of as a kid, you got me down the rabbit hole. Like I think of big league chew.
1: Incredible
0: sour apple big league chew. Oh my god. The big
1: leg chew. That's a me and Pittsburgh they say the leg. This big Um, leg chew. (laughs) Well, there was a kid when I was in seventh grade who had a business where he would buy big league chew from Sam's Club in bulk. Oh. And then he would sell it for a buck. That was a thing in my just school students. too. That's wild. Dude, he made he made like decent money doing that because everyone was like, fuck yeah, big league chew, let's fucking go. Mm-hmm. Um Did you ever I don't know if he it? eventually got shut down. There's like I think there was a there's like a school policy about against like student businesses or something. <laughs> which I'm like god fuck you. It's just it's just a dollar for some big league chew. It's not like he's selling heroin or something. Just yeah. take
0: it easy. No, I agree. I agree. So innocent enough yeah let's move on to our next question boy goya writes in happy to meet you here in the ham zone want to know your opinions on if game pass should have a family plan subscription tier where someone could maybe pay 20 to 25 dollars a month and connect multiple accounts to the same game pass subscription if you aren't a fan of that could you think of an alternative system that could accomplish something familiar or similar sorry glad to see a fresh coat of paint on ham hall walls thanks for the thoughts everybody our pleasure thank you for your excitement Dustin, family plans for um, Game Pass. What do you feel about that? I think it's necessary when the service grows, but how do they go about it without limiting the potential subscribers they can net?
1: I feel like every other major subscription, maybe I shouldn't say every other, many other major subscriptions offer family plans, and I take advantage of them. Uh, I have uh, Apple Music, which I have set up for on a family plan that I use for uh, Holly and both of my parents are on it. So, which I think it's technically supposed to be same household, but I'm like, fuck you. They're my, they're my family. Like, so uh, we have that set up. And then what's the other, I have a, Oh, YouTube premium offers a family plan that I also, it's like, I think it's an extra five bucks and you get multiple accounts. And I don't know. I I could see it being more with technologically advanced gamers who would be like, yeah, for twenty dollars, maybe, maybe it's like limited where for for twenty dollars a month you get access for three accounts, not like six. Whereas I think that's the case, but yeah, I could see something like that. But I don't know. Do you do you think that it would? Uh, be too too many people would be skimping out and it would hurt their 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 bottom Uh, line
0: yeah because i think of it i think like what would stop me and you from doing a family plan for example right right that's my first thought is it's not going to be limited to just household families there are going to be groups of friends who take advantage of it where they're all throwing five bucks in and or, or however much it is and getting this family plan uh where they're paying less for the same service. I think this has to be, like any subscription service, a part of your growth plan, your trajectory. Like once we reach this amount, we'll incorporate this. I just think they need to get to that number they're looking for first, where they can accept that the growth will then slow down a little bit. Maybe it'll grow a little bit quicker though. And the reason I say that is because more people will see the what has always been Uh, the 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 pushing point for this is the value of Game Pass, the over delivering of it, and go. Oh, I can sign up for a family plan now, and so they may see a spike in subscribers because so many people who maybe are even non gamers are like signing up for family plans because it's so valuable to them. Like, I don't have to spend seventy bucks on two games for my kid; I can get them both Game Pass through this one family plan, and so. Maybe that's how you inflate it, um, but I, I just feel like they want to hit a certain number first before they start getting a little more charitable because maybe I'm incorrect, but I feel like the design and release of games, you have to be a little bit more careful about than that of like Netflix with TV shows or Disney with with their shows and movies. Maybe it's because of the IP they're working with that I say that, but I just feel like Xbox needs to be a little bit more careful because games are more expensive. Uh, In the terms of their selling price.
1: So, hold on, Maddie. I searched. Here's a Reddit post. Just a reminder that Game Pass can be shared. Oh. Though this seems like some back alley shit. Oh. (laughs) It's like Profile A owns Xbox A. Profile B owns Xbox B. Profile A signs in on Xbox B and goes to setting. And makes Xbox B his home Xbox. So maybe... No, maybe this is intentional... Um, this might be a nice way if you own both the Xboxes and have a family, you know, two brothers like you mentioned, mm-hmm. or a brother and sister, whoever, whatever, two kids, or a kid and a dad, or a kid and a mom, whatever. Um, this could be an option. Yeah. If this is something Xbox condones, but I mean, I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say this. I'm going to though. But I'm like, if <laughs> if sony lets you do it or xbox lets you do it then you you own it and you pay for it like i don't know to me it's just like if it's out there as an option to do it then do it yeah. like
0: <laughs> i agree you're talking wait you're talking about like if you can get two people on the same plan like
1: let's say there's if xbox is like yeah if you can have an account signed in on two xboxes two or three xboxes and on those you can use game pass on all the accounts on each whatever like as long as that account is set as a the primary or whatever and you and your buddy want to make an arrangement to do that and xbox yeah. lets you do it even the like you know to I don't me see i'm just like that okay unless there's the thing where it's like do not do this across different ips or you will get banned and i would suggest not doing it yeah. but yeah you know what I mean? Like there's no, I agree. there's a thing on the, like this for PlayStation where people have they share an account on PlayStation, like they'll do it, they'll have it on multiple consoles. And I personally don't want to do that just because I don't it, to me it's like it's my account. Like I don't want anyone else fucking around with it even mm-hmm. if it's my friend. Mm-hmm. So, but if I don't know, if you want to make that arrangement, whatever.
0: Yeah. Like game sharing, I I do that on PlayStation. You know, and it's yeah. it's immensely helpful. Uh we have Vault 101 guy up next. Happy Friday, Ham Crew. Couple questions. How does the VAT system work from the character's perspective in Fallout? I thought it was the Pit Boy, but you can use Vats when you encounter rad roaches before picking up the Vault uh the Pit Boy in Fallout 4. Also, what's your favorite quote from a game? Oh, we're off the walls here. Uh I don't I always thought the VAT system was through the Pit Boy, like you were analyzing their body. I'm guessing that this is just they didn't account for this one specific tiny section of other like compared to the rest of Fallout. So I don't think you can use VATS in like Fallout 3 until you have the Pip-Boy. So it might have just been like a do we really need to wall off this mechanic for this very small lore bit which I feel like Fallout fans are kind of sticklers on. So maybe they should have but just um, just worth considering. But I, I don't I don't think it's a big deal and I think it does go through the the VAT system. As for a favorite quote, Dustin, I have to say as time goes on more and more, I feel a little crazy when it comes to game quotes because I don't have too many that stick out like on a level of some philosoph- philosophical statement or I think of moments, not specific lines. Is that do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if I have, like, a favorite quote. Do you have a favorite quote?
1: Uh, Yeah, a lot of times the the quotes are tied to things, like you said. Like, I think of uh, in Bioshock at the— little spoiler alert. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just going to— I know it's old, but I want to put it out there if you want to skip ahead. At the end with Andrew Ryan, when you're like— killing him with the with the golf club and he's like a man chooses a slave obeys yeah uh which he also has this quote that i just looked up that was uh we all make choices in life but in the end our choices make us and uh man that's a good one too that's a good one there's a, there's a lot of very i feel like out
0: there. just in video games there's so much happening and it's so fast that it's very hard for the line to process it's usually the moment that combines a bunch of really well-written lines so i think of in mass effect with the first one with your first encounter with the reapers uh where, where you're you're talking to them and it's this moment of them saying to you like you exist because we allow it and it's, and, and, mm. and there's a bunch of lines surrounding it of them estal- establishing like we are more powerful than you we know and we will come to wipe you out when we want to like you, you know you're on our time limit and to me that was powerful but it wasn't like this that's the line that sticks out but i don't know if that's like one of my favorite quotes it's like that moment there was powered by i guess that quote if anything um of course yeah A man chooses a slave obeys is probably one of the most iconic lines in all video games oh yeah you know it's 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 really hard to top that one
1: um there's a lot of good silly ones too or not meant to be silly but like uh in symphony of the night the beginning where he's like what is a man a a miserable pile of secrets and then he like throws his glass or whatever like that's that's fun but it's it's not like meaningful it's just funny thinking about uh that quote in the way it's said but yeah lots of good ones
0: yeah i'm 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 digging deep but i'm really a moments guy i think I don't, you know, I, I think of gameplay moments and, and narrative beats, but not really the specific line. Like I think of a twist, like we'll just say KOTOR has a twist. It's like, there's not something that's said there that stands out to me. It's like the, the way they have executed a moment. I think that's building up from lines and dialogue that, that suggests something else throughout a whole game. And then it sort of subverts your expectations. So it's like the whole experience and the and the quotes, if you will, the writing allows for that to be so mind-boggling. But uh, that would be my answer. Sorry, it's a little underwhelming. One fault, one on one guy.
1: He made me think of my favorite movie quote, but then as you were saying that, I realized it's a movie moment. Uh, but it's from Lord of the Rings. You bitch, and you haven't seen it. So what? Maybe I haven't seen it. I thought you haven't seen Lord of the Rings. Oh, of course I. Have. Were you? Who am I thinking of then that hasn't seen, it? or is it that you don't care about Lord of the Rings? Who is it that hasn't seen Lord of the Rings?
0: I have seen both that and The Hobbit. I'm not I like, take I, back, I love. I take
1: back the bitch then, That's nah, okay. I,
0: I, I would you, call you, you, someone a bitch if I suspected it, though. I love them, but I don't, I feel like when it's I say Jimmy. I love them. It's that
1: motherfucker it's Jimmy, Jimmy Champagne. Jimmy.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's surprising. I know he's like a horror movie buff, but I feel like he's just you know, into movies more than most, and. That seems like a he, I think
1: has seen them, but he doesn't care about them, which is even worse, actually. Yeah,
0: right. Like he, he he's made a, a decision after seeing greatness. Yeah.
1: Fucking Jimmy Champagne, who's you're gonna meet?
0: Yes, I know. Weekend. Yeah, we were First talking time. about that. I'm It'll very excited. Cool.
1: Oh, but that the the moment is that, again, Swillers, at again spoilers at Return of the King when he says, "My friends, you bow to no one." <laughs> um, with the, to the That's hobbits the, at the end, yes. and it's yeah, bruh. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that is nice, that is like
0: strong conclusion. So good. Cody Richter is our next write in. Hay, green eggs, and ham got a hot take for you, too, after the Outriders discussion over the past couple of weeks. I played the game at launch on Series S through Game Pass but lost interest without friends to play with. I recently hopped into a PS5 with a friend through game sharing, and I'm really enjoying it in co-op. Sure, the game has some weird charm to it, such as transition cutscenes and the fade-to-black load screens, but at the, same t- but at the end of the day, the gunplay is a lot of fun, especially when you sync your abilities with your team. So that brings me to my question— have you guys ever played a game that you really liked, although it presented multiple flaws/slash reasons not to play it? And for me, it's for me, it's really hard not to pick a game other than Outriders as of recently. But do you have one? A Very flawed multiple. game that you you enjoy. I think uh, actually I could pick a more recent one. The World Ends with You is is Neo. The World Ends with You. I should specify is very flawed pacing. Uh, it's clearly a little bit lower budget. I, there were moments yeah. where, where you need cutscenes, but. I guess I understand why it's under it's under uh funded and, and and the situation it's in so it makes it easier but there is some clear issues with the game and I still love it. So, I mean that's a lot of games. I I love for example Double ARPG so King's Bounty 2 came out recently. I've played around a lot for that, you know, by the way, it's it's for a sponsored video so I just want to make that clear, but you know, that's uh, a game that I really enjoyed and and it's definitely got some rough around the edges nature like most double-A games do. Vampyr is one of my favorite RPGs of the generation. That was double-A, and that definitely wasn't this fully well-rounded Witcher 3 level experience. So for me, I mean, there's tons of games I love because there is that charm. Like, they do a couple of things really well. It does come at a cost, but I value that a lot because it shows developers are experimenting with what they have.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, the Order, 1886, was a game that's very flawed that I still think is has a lot of great qualities that are worth appreciating, even if it is I respect that. Uh, rough around a, a lot of areas, actually. <laughs> I mean, like, the gameplay is a bit cut and paste and yeah. samey throughout, but I think the world is super cool, and I think the graphics for the time were amazing. Oh, gosh, um, yeah. And dude, I just love this idea of like, you know, this, the Knights of the Round Table went on, uh, but we're able to survive through this, like, uh, the, the fountain of youth. Like, right. that's cool. Yeah. And then yeah. there's like Tesla is making your weapons and stuff. I'm like, this is,
0: it's I a dude, dope I, universe. I, they, I wish they had a sequel. I do.
1: Yeah, dude. And it sucks now. Um, ready at dawn is owned by Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, and Oculus. So it really have to be someone else. I don't really great on them. That's right. That's yeah. right. My first side quest video. So, but alas, Man. no
0: more order. Next question comes from Sean Mason. Hey, Maddie and Dustin. Over the weekend, my fiance and I had a small group of friends over. While over, we did the typical stuff, games, chatting, eating, et cetera. For the small, for the most part, the night was a great time. But there was one thing that irked me and some of our guests was one of our guests, a plus one of our friends chewed their food with their mouth open. This is a huge pet peeve of mine. I couldn't get past it. Every time she took a bite of food, it was like watching a little kid who doesn't know how to eat any better. It was disgusting to say the least. It was so noticeable that a few of her friends in the room texted me asking if they should say something to her or to the friend who brought her. I told them no, but after a few hours and a few drinks, one of my friends couldn't help himself. He stood up and said, I'll be the one to say it. You chew like a cow. Do you have any manners? At this point, my fiance and I bid everyone adieu and called it a night. So my questions, has your friend ever done anything that made everyone in your friend group uncomfortable? Best Sean M. (laughs) Damn. I mean, this
1: happens when I always feel weird if uh, two people, like uh, a boyfriend and a girlfriend or even a husband and wife, whatever, a couple will say argues in front of everybody Mm. or like gets in a little spat and you're like, hey, you know, like you don't really know what to do. Yeah. So, I don't know. I hate mouth chewers, too. Oh, God, yeah. And I would never tell a mouth, a loud mouth chewer that a person I didn't know. I've called out some of my own friends. Oh, uh, yeah. You have to. Many times. You have yeah. to. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's pretty bold, though.
0: That is bold. I'm guessing the drinks were doing some of the talking there, but that's uh, that was ballsy, and, and it's, it looks like Sean, you know took action he's like all right time to usher everyone out of here not 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 in my household not here in the mason household um i will say one thing that definitely makes me uncomfortable is like mega pda when you're with a group of friends Mm. and you got like the two friends just pretty much fucking making out like it's a very high school college thing um and i remember to me that was like the you know, I don't care if you two love each other. That's cool. Like I'm happy for you two. It seems you're very attracted to each other too. That's great. Like I'm thrilled for you. Just I don't need to see it. Like the grabbing and stuff like I've yeah, it's yeah, that to me is like the the weird thing for sure that um could definitely make a friend group uncomfortable is when like everyone's chilling and having a good time and <laughs> you got like a couple just hardcore making out. It's like Ugh. yeah, it's like all no. right. Go somewhere else, guys, please. Thanks. <laughs> That'd be my pick.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, let's see here. Orange Dog is next. Hello, Matty Man, and no fuss. And Dustin, your discussion about coffee and tea last week had me curious. What's your brand of choice? I'm not much of a tea drinker, but I love pure leaf unsweetened black tea. As for coffee, which I cannot live without, my bean of choice is a basic but popular choice. Dunkin' Original Blend.
1: Keep up the good work. Hmm.
0: Dustin, you were talking about a – I believe you said a Maryland blend that you were having last week.
1: Yeah, Maryland roaster ceremony. Okay. Yeah. What Um, is
0: your favorite, though?
1: So my favorites – I have a few favorite roasters that I really like. Like uh, uh, Ritual from San Francisco is very good, and there's another one called Kova, which I think they're in Seattle maybe. Mm -hmm um kova is very good uh ceremony is hit and miss that's the one i was drinking last week but i i like the fancy pants like expensive coffee it sucks especially now holly uh today's her last day actually at her job at the coffee shop and so Uh she was able to bring home stuff pretty often uh for you know a good deal and so now the the fancy pants coffee that's like seriously no joke 20 to 25 dollars for 12 ounces uh wow is i'm i'm gonna have to dial back my taste a bit yeah (laughs) because it's no longer gonna be quite the same price so duncan though if i'm going normal brands Mm -hmm. we'll say i like duncan is decent okay uh i would i will go to duncan any day over a starbucks any day yeah sure I respect that. I think that's a good choice.
0: I you know, I don't drink coffee. I made that clear. I am a tea guy, and I go with Bigelow, B-I-G-E-L-O-W. And yeah. um, I'd say right now my favorite flavor from them, if you will, because you know, I've talked a little bit about how I don't really throw milk in there. I don't throw sugar right. in there. I'm an herbal tea guy, right? the relaxation process of it all so i love a little chamomile a little de-stressor tea uh but i think my favorite has to go to lemon ginger there's a little bit of a tang to that it's good for your digestive system right um and it's a good general tea i think like when i just want to drink tea but I, i'm very much like a, a dress and need tea drinker like i even if it technically will not do much of anything like chamomile it's like all right i need to unwind Need to de stress. Give, give me some chamomile, right? Or, you know, the, the, um, I, like, I, I think like if I ate something that didn't really agree with me, a little peppermint tea is good. Or, or it's wintertime, a little peppermint tea. But, like, for me, if it's like, I want tea, lemon ginger is the go to. So, I think that, that is my, my favorite. Uh, I need to try. We had a lot of passionate write ins last week about this Yorkshire milk tea something like that mm. that i apparently i need to try and yorkshire. so it's like a yorkshire like someone said like throwing a like they said it's a, a they described it as a and i quote bitter yet sweet treat and mm. that's interesting because those yorkshire gold
1: of, milk tea is that what it's called
0: maybe i'm going off okay a YouTube here's comment
1: <laughs> two cups of boiling water two cups of creamy whole milk three tablespoons of maple sugar oh my three tablespoons of yorkshire gold leaf black tea i think i need to try this
0: sweetened tea that people are on about right like Mm. i I feel i have to at least right i can't be only herbal tea
1: do you fuck with loose leaf what's that it's like tea that doesn't come in a bag like you have to either oh you have to put put in your own bag or, or get, get like a, a metal yeah. strainer type. I have one. a metal yeah.
0: strainer, but I've never used it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Loose leaf is great. Uh, it's fun, and you can get some. You can get tea at a good, really good price, like fancy teas, if you get them loose leaf too. Mm. I should look into that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I do have one. It was my grandma's. She always had it, so I I have it now. But um, nice. It sits on my shelf. <laughs> All right another question comes in from lactose the intolerant 869 hey boys been loving the content you're putting out and wanted to drop a comment here to show my support thank you i've been playing hades on my xbox lately and i've noticed something after logging into my switch i have done a lot of things totally different on this second playthrough when you go back and replay a beloved game do you guys find yourselves doing the same thing or do you replay it totally differently does it depend on the game if so what's an example well, unfortunately, mm. Dustin, I have a mile-long list of examples, but I want to dish this off to you.
1: Yeah, sometimes I'll play differently, but I don't know. Sometimes in the mood to just play it the way I always have. Like, uh, I'll play Dark Souls. I've got to be a sword guy. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to play Dark Souls as magic. I know that people like to replay and do different builds. That's cool and all. I'm not really into that. Um, I respect that. So... I think
0: it's. I think it's good that you stick to
1: your guns. To be honest, I've done replays of, or I've tried to do replays of games with morality systems like Mass Effect. I don't like being an asshole. Really? I just don't like it. Yeah. Awesome. What about you, though, Matty?
0: Whew, I could go on. I mean, I, I love to, I used to be, I think everyone starts off and stay mostly stays in that rhythm of, like, playing in a way that they enjoy most. Uh, As I've embraced the RPG genre more, I like to see what systems you can bend and then break. And what I like to use as a test bed for most games is when I review an RPG, like if there's choice and consequence, I typically try to be a dick because that's how you can see how well thought out their systems are because most games account for if you're the nice guy. But you got to think on the narrative level, what happens when you're a dick and kill someone or screw someone over? Mm. What are the repercussions there? And of course that's where like morally great choices are the best. Cause it makes that storytelling choice a little bit easier for the writer. Um, so I long story short, love to go back and play differently now. Um, but generally when I, like when I've been playing the old Republic, this isn't like, this has choices, but it doesn't, it's an MO. It doesn't have mega consequences. Um, I have been a straight evil person. Every, everyone in my path gets shot. It's so funny. Like if you do an Imperial nice. Agent playthrough, there's just like a bracket choice that often says "kill them," <laughs> and I shoot everyone on sight. Like I, if there's an option there, I don't care what's just happened. Kill them. Um, it's just fun to see the the reactions the game and its characters have. Um, beyond that, though. On a gameplay side, it's a little bit more difficult because certain builds are better than others. And even if they're less worse, some are just more fun. Or, or or even if they're better, rather, I should say, they are less fun. So I think of like everyone saying, magic in Demon's Souls is broken. I'm like, it's fucking boring, though. I don't want to play magic build with Demon Souls. Right. Uh, so I don't mess around with that. There's a lot of things that go into it, but I do typically find myself trying something different but like okay a good example of something i always go back to is like when i play dragon age i just like to be a rogue and i tried to be like a two-handed vanguard i was a quarian in um in inquisition and kind of sucked i didn't really like it um because then once you get stuck with a build that you're not a fan of that's it like once you're 30 hours deep and you start to see like you're reaching the end of your build you're like ah Bad call, and you can't go back. All right, pen and pan is up next. What up, sham boys? Simple question. Crocs or sandals?
1: Mm. The only Crocs that I've worn are the kind that are meant to be worn as slippers, like the fluffy kind. Right. And my friends made fun of them when they visit me in the winter when I'm wearing them, but they don't know the comfort. And guess what? I bought some different slippers, which these are, the brand is... Wow.
0: Those are on deck.
1: CapMoz. CapMoz. And they're organic wool. Yeah. Nice. But here's the problem. They're already all torn up on the inside. And they've been torn up on the inside. And I'm like, damn, maybe I should have bought the Crocs, okay? You know, every once in a while, you got someone that makes fun of you. But... And, dude, here's the thing. If I wear the Crocs now, my stream is going to see them. And... I don't I feel like Crocs, I don't know, you do you, right? I personally wouldn't wear them out in public. So if you're I going out in public, wouldn't. sandals. But if you want to wear Crocs in in public, that's fine. You know, I'm not I don't trying know if to It is.
0: I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Oh. I don't know if it is. Okay? Someone's got to tell you okay. like they can be comfortable, but they're a home shoe. Okay. They're ugly, and I'm not one to judge someone's style. I have to, I I match well, <laughs> but when I like go out for, to the store quickly, or when I go to the gym, I don't care what I'm wearing. Like, yeah, there's, so I'm not, I'm not a judgy person, but look, if you're wearing Crocs, someone needs to put a hand on your shoulder and go, look, what the fuck is wrong with you? That these are not okay. These are not okay, man. It's the same thing with. I have a friend Brian, who wears these fat ass Skechers, and you know they got the big heel block at the end. It's like he's in grade school, and I put my hand on his shoulder. I'm like, Brian, I don't mind if. I ask it has to him out of my pocket. Let's go to the mall and get you a new pair of shoes because those are fucking ugly. It's like okay, you gotta just sometimes be that friend. I'm that friend. Yeah. I will I will just tell it to you, right? Like I'm not. Right. I guess I'm a little bit of a dick, but like I'll just look, man. What are those, right? But you have to have what that, are those? You have to have control. If you're doing that too much, you're just a dick, <laughs> right? If you strike at the right time, like a like an assassin. Oh, then. You can change your friend's shoe style.
1: The Now I'm looking at Crocs uh, for the home, like I was saying. And, yeah, the, uh, the home, fuzz, Dustin. That's fine. The classic lined Croc, uh, the clog, which is what I was wearing, uh, $60. What? Ooh, I, I
0: thought think these I were got cheap.
1: I think I got them on sale. I must have. I these How much were... are normal Crocs? Okay, yeah. I, they got to be $20 a shoe. I, if they're more than that. No, Maddie. Fifty what? for the regular. You're spending just a ten dollar premium on the on the lining on the inside. What? They might be worth it though, dude. Mine lasted Holy like over shit. a year. They might have lasted two years. Me wearing them at home, like every day. Anytime I've worn Maybe Crocs, not every day, but...
0: like their dog walking shoes, right? Like I, I I go out and I feel like they're gonna slip off my feet. I don't like. Yeah. I don't like Crocs for that. It's like it's like a hardened slipper. That's it not, is. I I don't like. It's a horrible idea. It really is. I feel like it's a fall hazard, an ankle breaker. They're ugly. There's so much. What do you wrong think
1: around. about? What do you think about those shoes that uh, they actually go between your toes? It's like uh, they look like almost. They're not like socks, but they're kind of oh, like, like toe like socks. In the only that of your... grip. Yeah,
0: I feel like that's better for your toes to be a little bit more spread out, right? I, I, mm. I feel like I've read that,
1: but. Yeah, people have the toe spreaders that they wear when they go to bed.
0: Mm. But I don't,
1: I don't really know. know what the point of it is other than it might be good for your foot.
0: I don't know. There's there's little nuances in life that I just can't care about any longer. You know, like no. that that type of stuff. It's like no. if my feet curl a little bit, I don't fucking care. We <laughs> right. wear toe spreaders to bed. But apparently Pet and Pant wears Crocs to work all the time. I didn't read that part, I don't think. And um, I just roasted his whole life.
1: Well, it depends on what he, what his job is. I don't know. I mean. Or does it? Uh... and pant is no he is he is unsubbed he hasn't even heard the end of this conversation yeah he's out. He's, already, he's, he's out. he's out <laughs> you know what he might already been out because i already challenged all the uh the candy corn eaters that's true or the non-can the candy corn haters is what i should say true
0: there's been a lot of challenging this section so uh we've got two questions left i've got to leave in five minutes so do we want to rain check these Sure. Or do you, do you want
1: to rapid fire them? Uh, One of them is just telling you something. Okay, let's... And the other one is about Divinity. So <laughs> maybe read the comment and we'll save return to the coda okay. for next time.
0: Jay Lopez writes in, Have you guys checked out Tale of Two Wastelands mod that runs Fallout 3 off of New Vegas' engine? If you oh, haven't, it's dope. It is a It's question. legit. Adds iron sights to Fallout 3, new features, locations, and mechanics, such as sprinting. Really gives Fallout 3 a new vitality for me. Lastly, you can switch between New Vegas and the DC area by hopping on a train for fast travel instead of switching games. Pretty freaking awesome. I got to say, Fallout 3 is the game I'll go back to forever, just like you, Maddie, who will always go back to KOTOR. Anyways, have a good one, and shout out to Felix Check for helping me install the mod. This is one I've actually never played. I've been meaning mm. to for a while. Interesting. I feel bad. We got to get Coda in there. We can't just leave it. yeah Okay, let's hanging. do it. Yeah,
1: we can blitz it. Yeah.
0: Sorry, Coda. Hello, ham dudes. I've recently been playing Pathfinder Kingmaker on a friend's recommendation and have enjoyed it thus far. It's definitely reminiscent of the older or the original Baldur's Gate games by BioWare. And I sometimes wonder if Owlcat Studios, the studio who makes Pathfinder, would have been a better choice for Baldur's Gate 3. That being said, do you guys have a favorite CRPG? I'd say Divinity Original Sin 2, but Pathfinder has really shown up. And I'm really looking forward to the second game coming early September. I'd recommend giving it a shot one day if either of you have the time. Thanks for the great content always. And I will be. I'll be playing Wrath of the Righteous. But for me, my favorite is. I don't know if Wasteland 3 would qualify as a CRPG, but. I think Divinity Original Sin 2 is the best RPG of the last gen,
1: so that's my pick, personally. Do you have one? I am not really into CRPGs. I'm always looking for the one that will get me into it. Yeah. And I have yet to find right. it. So, I respect them, but not my thing.
0: Yeah, I get it. It's it's a hard genre to get into, so... It's
1: a bit obtuse. I, yeah, exactly that. Yeah.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening and for writing in. Sorry we had the speed at the end there, just... In five minutes, I've got to leave and go get my hair cut, which is right. You got to look fly, Maddie, more, for more uh, an know. evening with Last Day. Yeah, I'm afraid that I've I've waited a little bit too long. That I'm going to mm. come in and you know, we talked about that awkward phase. I think because I'm going to I'm getting cut now, and a week later I'm gonna be showing up. I might have the awkward haircut hair. We're going to see, but I think in a week you'll be fine. Who knows though? Because I'm trying yeah. a new style. I probably shouldn't, but I'm I'm going to try a new style. I'm going to get a little risque. We'll see. Oh okay yeah
1: very nice to try to excited. keep it
0: longer with with a little more shape to it so i'm saying. hoping
1: maddie you'll look so beautiful when i see you in person
0: <laughs> imagine i just show up I, and it's I like can't... holy fuck matt what is that haircut <laughs> yeah it's like maddie, oh, cut. We can't even... <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> man that'd be awesome all I'd right Respect it well,
0: thank you all so much for listening this deep into Ham Radio Podcast, Episode 316. Once again, we will not be live with a new episode next week because, as Dustin just said, we'll be meeting up, doing Last Stand Media stuff. And then the week after will be the final episode of Ham Radio Podcast. So we hope to see you then. Looking forward to it and our new chapter starting very soon. And until then, please take good care of yourselves and we'll see you there for the final episode. All right. Peace out. See ya.